Hello and welcome to The Life Pod, hosted by Michael Panay and Karim Dow, brought to you by MK Enterprises, a community based on discussing life topics and driving continual personal development and growth. Send through any topics you want covered and be sure to follow and tag us on all social media at MK Enterprises. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Life Pod. Today we have on Hisham Omran. Owner, CEO and founder of Into Performance Gym in Noble Park, one of the best facilities in Melbourne, if not Australia. If not the world. Th- yeah, thank you very much for joining us today. What an amazing facility you have grown from literally nothing. So thank you very much for being here with us today, man. Thanks for guys. Thanks for we having me. I appreciate it. I think it's a pleasure to have you today because... Karim and I, both obviously from the area of Dandenong, we've, I guess, somewhat been a part of your journey of growth as well. We were there, the original gym before you had this new facility that you have now. The equipment changed, the growth of the team, the growth of the of the actual overall gym and facility as well. It's just been fantastic to see. Um, I think, we, you know, I felt a part of it, which is... Yeah, honestly, like seeing you go from the one next to the station... Oh, you guys remember that? Yes, <laughs> yes. That's good. Then from the station, yeah. then to... Other side of the station. Correct. Yep. And then it was uh, into fitness and then it just which grew was, and Which grew. is Princess Highway. Correct, yeah. correct. Yeah. And then it just yeah. grew and grew and grew. But before we get into that, I feel like your name itself, like not a lot of people know that you're the man behind this. So correct. fill the people in. Who, who are you? Where did you come from? How did you come about this? You know, who, who is Hisham Omron? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, yes, um... I was born in Ceylon. Now it, it's, it's called Sri Lanka. So I came here, I think, mid-90s as a student um, when I was seven, uh, late teen. So um, so it's still in high school? Uh, no, TAFE. I came yep, here to yep, study. Yep. Yep. So what did you want to study at that time? Uh, I was studying marketing, business and marketing. Ooh, okay, you've done yeah. a very good job at that. <laughs> but I didn't do well. I didn't do well. You know, I'm not an academic person, mm-hmm. not book guy. So... But since young, I was into martial arts and fighting game and always into fitness, health and fitness. So from young, six years, I started my, you know, karate career. And yep. Yeah. So then... Um, did you, sorry to cut you off, did you end up doing like, did you compete ever? Did you yeah, yeah, black belt? Yeah, I, com- I, I, you know, I compete internationally. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I fought in Japan and a lot of places. Holy crap, well done. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So um, then I came here as a student. Then uh, it was a tough time in mid-90s. And um, so always my passion is fitness, health and fitness. My dream is to have a huge gym with everything, you know. So um, I started uh, my fitness career after my, you know, parallelly with my fighting career. I started a kickboxing gym in uh, Coburg. Okay. Well, yeah, it's other a, side of the t- Other side of the city. I, I used to live there. I okay, used to live yep, there. yep, yeah, yep, yep. Then um, what And happened? what was that called? Um no name, just a kickboxing, just, you yep. know, we used to, you know. Boxing Coburg. <laughs> Still, you know, the, the building's there. Wow. I drive past every, you know. Well, every, that would bring back some amazing memories. Yeah, Think about yeah. like, I started here and now this is where I'm at. <laughs> exactly. So then um, I used to run the kickboxing programs and stuff like that. I used to train some top level kickboxers, like, you know, best names in Australia, like Gurkhan Oskan. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, so a lot of the big names. And, you know, like I used to work for Tariq Solak, one of the biggest promoters in Australia. Well, Then uh, I learned a lot of business through my family, same time with Tariq as well, how to run business in Australia. Then um, I opened up uh, my small PT studio at my garage. Well, know? Yeah, so with a few equipments, few pieces of, uh, you know, dumbbells and, you know, treadmills and stuff. Then slowly built up my client base. 
And those days in late 90s, anybody did functional training. You know, everybody conventional training. Mm. So I started implementing a lot of these functional models, you know, like, you know, different training methods and stuff like that. A lot of people loved it. And a lot of athletes used to come from all over Melbourne. Then um, slowly build up, build up. Then we, I worked in Genesis, Denong Genesis. You guys remember this gym or not? Yes, yeah, Genesis, yeah. yeah. So I worked there. Then I, I met a guy called Iyad. He's the owner of Next Level now. Um, Next Level, myself and him opened up in Noble Park. The Next Level, I came up with na- that name. Mm-hmm. So we built that model. And um, so our concepts, two different concepts. He's more into bodybuilding. I'm more into functional, functional athletic performance, those kind of training system. Then, um, so I sold the gym to him and opened another gym, other side of the station that's called Into Fitness. Yes. So where did that name come from? Uh, why Into? Why not like, you know, Omran or whatever it might be? Like why? Into is I, I wanted to branch my business into different models. Do you know what I'm saying? So I had that time Into Performance. So that was initially so from the start. So where you're at now was already sort of the plan. It yes. So, well, there you go. From day one, he's like, I want to expand, I want to grow this, do all different types. And now the motto you guys have in the gym yeah. perfectly aligns with that. It says elite training for everyone. That's correct. That's perfect. High That's performance, correct. high quality. Yeah. That's it. An amazing yeah. facility. Yeah. So into, is, into go, goes as into performance, um, into fitness, into well-being, into human science, into yeah. recovery, uh, into combat. Uh, so all these small components connect together. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's mm. not final product yet, so it's still be evolving. Always. Yes. And that, you have to be like that in business. If you, if I've heard this saying a while ago, and they say if you're not going forward, yeah. you're going backwards. Exactly. You can't in business. You can't stay in the same spot. Exactly. You have to keep going up, or you're going down. Exactly. And that's it. That's what we did. You know, like so. I did the back end long time ago because my mind already designed. I already thought that. My model has to be like this. So we, all this Prime and Atlantis, all this gym equipment distributorship, I planned it very long ago to get that, you know, under my wings because then I have the monopoly of the industry. Yeah, 100%. You, you know what I'm saying? Not everyone can get that. Exactly. So I'll, I'll get back to that um, later on, how I got that int- different business model. But the into performance model, it's evolving every day. So we will you know, move into recovery, which is into well-being part will come in future, that our cafe into image will come, our, you know, barbershop and beauty salon and all that models. So it's it's like a one-spot. Well, one-stop one, shop. One-stop shop. And if you think about it, it, like you said, it really does entail everything. So if you want to look good, feel good, skincare, recovery, jiu-jitsu, martial arts, training, function, like anything you can think of to be healthy yeah. and make yourself feel good and look good, it's going to be in this one-stop. That's correct. That's correct. And that now the name really is going to make a lot more sense to people, like into whatever, like yeah. into anything health and well-being. Exactly, exactly. Feel like you're creating an enterprise. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's, that's exactly yeah. what it is, really. Even we have a model called Into Human <coughs> Science, which is high-performance high athletes can come and screen their performance. You know, th- th- that's not plugged in yet, but it will come in future, which is we'll have a lab full of, you know, like... A Data, research, blood everything, work, everything. Everything. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. you... Obviously, it's probably going to be hard, but it's like, do you want to keep that there as well? Or so obviously, you want to expand. Yes. You want to expand. You know, this is just a blueprint. You know, we just trial and error, getting the model correct. So I don't think there's been many, many errors. Or has there been lots of errors? <laughs> Tell us about that. You know, so right now we're talking about all the good things that have happened. Yeah. yeah. How about 
what are the things that have gone wrong or things that have happened that's you know you've hit a roadblock because you know, that happens in business and it's normal. Oh, definitely, uh, failures yeah. are part of it. It would have been challenging coming to the country, like you said, with what was it four hundred dollars in your account? Oh, 100 percent. Run yeah. us like run us through that. How was that? Yeah. So oh. how did you go from that? What was your first job, and how did you sort of? Uh, I did everything. You know, so I came to Australia like a student, so I didn't have much funds. So uh, you know, I had only four hundred dollars in my pocket. So I had to do from the day one some you know cleaning work to everything. But lucky enough, I came from a, you know, fitness background. So I, I, you know, I did personal training, other things to get, you know, get by, yeah. you know, but my passion always in the fitness industry. And um, yeah, I got a business mind as well. So that's what I, most of the gym owners, they think about gyms, but I did other things as well. You know, like I have distribution rights of major equipments. Yes. Like it's like a Ferrari car, yard, you know, like, a, yes. you know what I'm saying? So all the top level equipments I have under my wings. So yeah, so that's a lot of people don't know. It started as into equipment, and now it's Performax. That's Performax, yeah. Yeah, okay. a lot of people don't know that. So yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. You have distributing rights for Atlantis, and um, I have around seven to eight brand, which yeah. is. Um, but I feel like the main two that everybody wants is Prime and Atlantis. That's correct. They're the main. That's two. the main thing. So like, yeah, m- most just just so everybody knows. Most gyms usually use like hammer strength and stuff, which is not bad. But if you want things where you can change the levers, change where the tension is in an exercise, Prime and Atlantis are like the best. Yeah. And nobody literally out, there's maybe one or two people in, in Melbourne that can get them and it's you're one of them. So it's like to if you're owning a gym and you want to get something like that, Hisham is literally the only person mm. that can supply you with that. That's correct. That's right. That's yeah. phenomenal. And you know, like we are moving into manufacturing as well. So yes. our own Performex manufacturing manufactured equipment will come on board soon. Wow. So we already designed a few pieces. And I designed my own equipments, a lot of the pieces, you know, so uh, it will come into market soon. And that's good. We, we were having this conversation with um, one of our old guests, Jackson. He He's just recently opened up his own gym as well. And it's so good when somebody who lives and breathes fitness and the gym yeah. and they're designing things, yeah. it works out so much better because you understand how you want the machine to work, how it's like you're not going to probably design who's going to make the scissors for the haircuts. It's like, no, exactly. it's like you need someone who's doing it, has yeah. done it and knows what they want in the product to actually yeah. make the end product. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. So, but we, like I said, we're evolving in the fitness industry rapidly, you know, so probably in, um, Mid next year, we'll have our full range of Performex model will come into market as well. Wow! Yes, yeah, so all manufactured in US. Oh wow! Not in China. Yeah. Oh, all our the good thing is all our products come from North America or Europe, so n- nothing made in China. So our quality is very high level. Where's quality. Prime made? Uh, US. US. And Atlantis Canada. Yes. So I started with uh, Powerlift. That's my yes. You know the f- you know main company that I started early stage. Then it's the hardest company to get dealership to australia so then once i got that one everybody wanted me yeah you know so yeah, yeah so so it's it was easy to get other other companies so it's interesting because from a front face so many people they come to the gym they see the equipment they don't think past that they don't you know they come they train they do their thing they leave whereas you sound like you've actually set up this business monopoly like behind the scenes where yeah. you're gonna you know the back end of, of what people don't see, yeah, yeah, the you know the distribution of gym equipment, and having all of those contracts. Yes, yeah, so it's like you've you've worked out how you want the business to look like from behind, yeah, yeah. and 
it's like not by accident, but it's like these things are just coming as a byproduct of that work. Correct. Correct. It's just like when people yeah. run like Facebook ads, you do all the stuff on the back, and then yeah. all people see is just the ad come up on Facebook. You've yeah. done, you've done all the stuff on the back end, yeah, yeah. and nobody expects it. And as Michael was saying, it's like yeah, they just come in. Oh, this is a cool machine. Oh, it's a nice hack squat, but they don't see what like how hard it was to actually get that mm. in that position. Like that's again, that's yeah. why you're maybe 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 the only gym in in Melbourne that has this type of equipment. Yeah. True. I think, you know, like uh, we are the only one in Australia, I think we have mix of high-end equipment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we handpick high-quality stuff. As you know, we don't have any Chinese-built machines there. You know what mm. I'm saying? So it's, it's a good good facility and good good environment as well, you know, so for training. And that's another thing. We've said this in multiple episodes where it's like a gym needs to have obviously good equipment, but also a good environment. Because if the equipment is good, but the environment is shit, it's you can't train there. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes it so hard to train hard and see other people and encourage other people. So, and having that environment to push you forward, yeah. whether it be for business, whether it be for your own personal development and fitness goals, you need that environment. Sure, very true. I was going to sort of say what talking about competitors, yeah. but I was just sitting there and thinking now, fuck, there's you don't you're a niche of a gym. Yeah, yeah, that's there's. Cool. You're not a you're not a snap fitness, you're not a you know you're not a chain, yeah. you are your own niche, if that makes sense. You're one big amazing facility. I don't think you see that often in the state, let alone the country where you've got such a good facility. And I guess how do you compete? What are your thoughts against other gyms around Australia? Obviously with the whole industry becoming so massive recently. And a lot of people, you know, opening up their gyms and everything like that. What, from a business standpoint, what are your what's what's your stance? Yeah, on how that? do you continue to differentiate yourself to give yourself that competitive edge to <coughs> keep moving forward? Because obviously, there's many people that probably want to start a gym or anything in business, and we know you either need to have a cheaper price or your business model needs to be different in order to keep moving forward and succeeding in that industry. Yeah, look, my our DNA is like performance, you know. So we stick to that DNA. So which is our price point is pretty bit expensive than other gyms. So, you know, you got the facility for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so it's purely high performance, you know, so general public can train like a high performance facility. So uh, athletes, so even AIS don't have what we have. Australian Institute of Sports, they don't have what we have. So, so athletes coming up from all over Victoria to train there. So it's our DNA is purely performance. So if tomorrow, you know, Zumba makes million dollars, I'm not going to have Zumba in my gym. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, so that's that's the point of different. You know, so we have DNA. We'll stick to that. So all the way. And I think that's a big thing. A lot of people will move away from the why. Mm. Again, so many times you need to have your purpose of yep. why you're doing something. Yeah. Again, if you're going into the gym industry, everybody knows. You know, the fitness industry. There's lots of money to be made. That's amazing. But I feel like you didn't go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to make lots and lots of money. You, you, you went in with a purpose and a dream and a vision. Go, I want it to look like this. I want it to be this much. I want it to have this equipment. Again, I want to build it exactly like this. And then the money just comes as a byproduct. It's natural. 100%. It's not like yeah. I'm going to put this equipment so I can make money. It's like I want this equipment because I want this to be the best gym yeah. there is. Spot on. Yeah, so but a lot of people do that in reverse. They just try and chase the dollar figure. Yeah. yeah. They, and then they go into the ground. It doesn't, <coughs> we can't work like that. And and a lot of people always sort of say if you do it for the money you won't you won't get it. No. You need to have a passion behind yeah. it and passion. really understand that. Um, I lost my train of thought. Never mind. <laughs> I, w- I went blank. <laughs> no, I the thing th- is, uh, you know, like you said, it's uh, 
it's important that we have to have a model set up properly, which is we don't chase the dollar. We chose ch- chase our concept, which is vision. Vision. Yeah. And as you you know, if you walk into my our gym, which is you will see the architectural design to everything. And you've all designed. So a lot of people don't know that you designed the whole gym. Exactly. Everything. Uh, yeah. The lights. Everything. The, the I walls. love it from the bricks and everything. I yeah. love it's it. It's very like Moroccan. Yes. Yeah. Moroccan <laughs> vibes. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, you know, I, I made it a Middle Eastern. You know, even, you know our heritage. You yeah. Know, so so that's um, so it's if you go to a restaurant, if the food is not good. You're not going to go there. Yeah. So same as a gym, the equipment has to be top notch. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, then the vibe. Yeah. You know, so we got that vibe vote. is such a big thing. Exactly. Such a big thing. It's like yeah. even if let's say Snap Fitness had really good equipment. Yeah. You still wouldn't go there because of the vibe shit. It's all these old people. Yeah. It's like it's not. You'd never catch me dead there. Exactly. <laughs> the music's probably not good. Yeah. So yeah, you need to have that like so people that that environment that pushes you to want to do better. Yeah. That's I think that's so important. And the other thing too is just like people who, you know, because obviously there's some people who like, oh, I'll just go to my local gym that's two, three, five minutes away from my home. I'm a, I'm a person, I think Kareem's the exact same. Knowing the equipment you have, it's just like, all right, I'm going to drive an extra 10, 15 minutes yep. to get to this facility yep. because I know that the equipment's better and it'll be more beneficial for me at the end of the day for, you know, based on the equipment. I agree. I agree. Like most of our clients, they're <coughs> forty kilometers radius. Yeah, wow. Not not five kilometers. That's amazing. You know, so people are coming from Barabi, mm. Ascendon, you know. So, you know, like we are not just a five kilometers gym. Yeah. You know, that's that's different. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. that's what I mean. You're a niche. Yeah. Like people travel to come to your facility. Yeah. But definitely moving forward, we have other projects will come on board, which is we want to have Four to six into performance around Victoria, yeah, yep. which is uh, you know like uh, elite training for everyone. Then we want to have and most. So, yeah, carry on with that. Yeah, do you want to do it? Uh, let's use Derrimet as the example. Do you want to do that in the sense of sort of they all look the exact same and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Look, Derrimet's a very successful model. He's doing very well. Um, I had a meeting with him yesterday or day before yesterday. He's a good guy. So he's, he's you know he's going to buy a lot of equipment from us. Amazing. So, yeah, he's got a big, big vision, but his model is different than my model. Yes. So I'm, I'm purely performance. Yeah, his scale. His yes, is all about scale. Exactly. Yeah. Volume, volume. So then we want to have the most luxurious gym in Australia. It's called um, Into Performance Boutique, where luxury meets performance. Wow. So it's going to be one gym in every state, and it's valet parking, valet service. You will name it. We'll have everything. Shit. Yes. So. Sorry, just mute that. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's going. So to it's. Are you going to add that <coughs> to like the current, or you, is this a different model? It's a different model. Once one gym in every state, I want to have in a rich suburb, and it's going to be exclusive. Only thousand members. Yeah, that's not going to be Noble Park. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. With all due respect, <laughs> some people say my gym is like a Turak gym in a Noble Park. Yeah, you know. But it's okay, you know, it's it's good. You know, yeah. like we're getting ev- people from everywhere. 100%. Yeah. So how that sort of works. So again, what's the vision behind this? What made you want to go, you know what? I want to. I want people to come to a gym and have valet parking. Like what, I would never, in my eyes, sort of like, what made you want to do that? Is it purely just for retention? Is it just purely for service? What was the reason behind now, that? We want to put ourselves in the map, you know, as you know, leaders in the fitness industry. So there's a huge market in that. There's you know, a gap. Gap. Big gap. 
That's, I just thought of that. Valet park. Do you know fu- that's fucking... That would be amazing because... Many times like especially g- at your gym. Yeah. Where it, like if, if you come at five or six o'clock, everyone's <laughs> up. You can't park. That's true. You can't. That's so true. it's like, here, yeah. t- go park my car. I'm going to go train chess. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's a gym in um, London, in Chelsea. It's called KX Fitness. Bro, my brain just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. So th- that gym have a facility like that, just very luxurious. And they charge it on £7,000 a year. Shit. And um, yeah, <laughs> Damn, the, pull out a loan for that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But the worst side, the side is they don't have best equipments or training methods. So what I'm trying to combine the luxury Boom. and the training together. Yeah. So rich people need to train hard. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Facts. <laughs> very, very true. Yeah. So I'm trying to combine this together. Only thousand members. Elite. 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 That's good. Cap membership. Cap membership. <coughs> yeah. So uh, it's going to happen. Fantastic. Yeah. It's very, very exciting. Yeah. And very then, exciting. and then the other thing is, you want to do a shisha lounge in there as well? No, 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 not no, anymore. No no, 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 no. I'll never want to do it. No. I heard that. I wasn't no, sure no, how true that was. Just, no, that's not. People true. talk. No, it's people talk. Into shisha. <laughs> Into shisha. That's a good one. Eh? <laughs> no, I think it's just because you had the couches set up yeah, at the front, yeah, and yeah. then people. No, no, I'll never do that. <laughs> it's a bit. Cu- no. It's a bit. Exactly. Did you ever want to do like supplements or anything like that? Yeah, we want to get into supplements. I got the rights of one or two brands from uh, England. So we'll launch it probably mid <coughs> this year. Yeah. And uh, do you want to focus on anything in particular? Is it just protein? Is it pre-workout? We want to target like more high performance, like uh, mostly rugby clubs and, you know, like a high oh. performance and a yeah. cream of the, yeah. you know, it's products. Sounds Perfect. like you've got your vision just spot on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where did, the, uh, going back to your vision and yeah, your how did fitness, it come about? how did it all come about? Like, where did you get the passion just, for the industry? Did you wake up just one day and go, you know what, I'm going to have, I just want this gym. It's going to look like this, 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 and this. Or did it so build you? Did you go to different gyms? I said, oh, I like this. And then I like this. And it sort of put it all together. Look, How I, did that come about? I traveled a lot when I was in fighting career. I was traveling a lot with a lot of fighters. Yeah. Then I picked up a lot of things, you know, like training with different people, different gyms and stuff. Like Japan, and you said you exactly, went to Exactly. You know, like a lot of places. And I thought, you know, like there's a huge gap in the fitness industry, which is elite training. Mm. You know, like even you guys train like elite, but general public. Yes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So this is important. Like now the internet, YouTube, everybody wants to train in, you know, like an elite level of training. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not like those days, you know, like a personal trainer gives a program and they follow it. Not anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I came up with this model, which is, you know, like elite training for everybody, which is um, a unique facility with best equipment. So, and, uh, you know, it works very well. It works very well. That's amazing. And, and going back to Karim's question that he said before, I guess of the, the downfalls or the negatives yeah, or what the struggles. Sh- what, are the, what are the bad things that have come across? You know, because, like, oh, you know, it's good, it's good to celebrate the wins and see how a business model can work. Yeah. What are the things that you've gone through that you try and tell people to avoid or how to avoid or how to move past these things? Look, cash flow is one of the main thing in all business. It's like oxygen, you know. So yeah. especially in gyms, it can be a bit exactly, difficult. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So a lot of the gym owners will say cash money coming in is it's good, but it's not good. You know, it's you ha- when you have money, you'll spend it. So right. it's the best thing is you know consistent direct debit is you know. So we in the past, you know, like when you think small, and you think okay, cash money is good, 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 but it's not. You know what I'm saying? So when you grow, you need. Consistent M- money in versus money out. Exactly. And, b- and business is just money in. Yeah. Th- theoretically, because if you're making five grand a week, let's just say, 
But your expenses are four thousand. You're only making one thousand. Exactly. So it's all about money in, money out. Exactly. And how transactional that is. Like, can you minimize overhead, staff, uh, wages, taxes, GST? Yeah. That's a whole other thing. But in terms of like you said, like uh, direct evidence stuff, and we've seen that with like um, Troy Candy and subscription based subscription based model, which is pretty much what direct debit is, yeah. is the easiest way to scale. Yeah. Because it's very it's a low low entry barrier, so yeah. low barrier to entry, so people can come in quick. And obviously, at the gym, I'm sure you have different tiers. If you do six months, 12 months, the prices mm. are going to change a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So they can choose how much they want to pay, yeah. and then it's there's no cap on the scalability. Exactly. exactly. And w- would you do something like, uh, I, know, I think Dermot does this, where if you sign up at one gym, you can train at another one? If, yeah. So our, Except that private one right. you're saying. Yeah, that's it. That's, you know, so that will be $250 a week elite training. So it's, it's going to be an amazing model. It's going to be it's, crazy. It's not going to be a normal model. It's going to be the best model in the world, you know. But even like you said, thinking about, I can't, th- I literally can't think of one gym. You know, some gyms have a bit of weights and like a little bit of boxing, but there's not one gym I can think that's got like kettlebells, powerlifting, crossfit, strong gym. Man. Yeah, like everything, yeah. everything, combat and yep. cafe, barbershop. You know, you name it, we'll you know, we'll have everything. It's like people are gonna get their haircut, train, kick back, have coffee. Yeah, it's like the, you can spend the whole day there. If I have space, I'll do a car wash. <laughs> I'll have a laundromat. You, you name it, I'll have it. You know, but because that makes people's life easier. You know what I'm yeah, saying? One stop shop, less friction. Yeah, less yeah. friction. What What else have you gone through that's been dead? Did you ever go through a, a phase where like? oh, I shouldn't have done this or this didn't work or I should have listened to this person or I lost a lot of money here. Did you like ever go to buy some equipment off someone and you know you got scanned or anything like that that you can think of went sort of downhill before you had to bounce back? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, like some, you know, the gym layout itself, you know, like- It's always changing. Always change because we need to find the fine tune, how it works for the members and how aesthetically look. As you guys know, you've been to my gym. Or changed <laughs> a lot every like, week. Yeah, this yeah. guy's carrying machines yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, so now we fine tune it, and it works very well. You know, so that's that's sometimes it's you know. So I guess I guess customizing yourself to your how do you how do you base where you move the equipment? Is it based on the feedback from the people that train there? How is it? How is that done? Uh, for me, it's because I'm. It's a showroom as well, so it's my brand. Yeah. So we need to keep the brands together. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, we tried that, you know, body part together. It didn't work mm. because we have so many brands looks different. Yeah, correct. Aesthetically doesn't look good. Correct. And now yeah. you've got the Prime. Prime, Atlantis, Atlantis Powerlift. Powerlift. So it's, yeah. And uh, th- th- that's the way we are going. Well, from a business standpoint, how important do you think it is to receive feedback, to get feedback on your service or product from your clientele? It's very important. Yeah. Because a lot very of people don't. A lot of people just, just keep pushing their no. product or service no. and never adapt or change to the yeah. market. And I feel like that's a big thing. What, what would you tell someone? What do you think is the best way to get feedback and how to approach that? I think we need to speak to them. We need to, you know, like you guys know, I always speak to my our members and walk around and speak to them and trying to find their, you know, you know feedbacks. That's very important. Mm-hmm. But a bigger scale, you can have, uh, you know, like a social media and, you know, and, uh, you know, like, uh, what do you call, uh, asking, uh, uh, like, a feedback box and stuff like that, mm. you know, yeah. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? I was going to say, I think, I think your secret is, and what you've done so well, and which is why your future will, will be so great, is you've created, you've created a brand, which is that into into logo 
And that moving forward, especially with the gym, you're saying $250 a week, you're creating that attraction for people to actually want to pay that amount of money per week. I think what Michael's trying to say, and this is something in any business model, people like to belong. People like being a part of something exclusive. Yeah. So nobody goes, oh yeah, I train a snap fitness. It's like, there's a million of them. Yeah. One at every corner. It doesn't matter. And like, even like, you know, Derrick, it's like, it's still nice, but it's like, again, there's still limited. They're not just like every corner. It's not, you know, anytime fitness. So when someone says I train it into, you think, oh, this person must Mm. take their training seriously. They're very committed. Wow, they must travel far because they really care. So people like to belong. So that, and that, that's another thing where you can charge a higher price point because yeah. people want to be exclusive. People want to go on a wait list, things he, like that. Humans as well, where we're, we're, we're a funny creature. It's all about, you know, it's, if you release a gym now with $250 membership, it's just like, oh yeah, I train at that gym now, $250 a week. I, I, I get people, the premium. It's an ego thing. It's we, an ego we're thing. We're humans. We like to show what we can, Correct. What we can do. That's true, and Very I think, true. yeah, I think it's, I think it'll really do well, and I think you'll, you know, definitely from what you've built so far, it will, yeah. it will do exceptionally. Good, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, like, um, there's a, uh, there's a gym in Doncaster. Have you been to which that, one? Um, I think Next Gen. Next Gen. Yeah, it's it's a English chain. They have only six or seven in Australia. They have a good facility, but they don't have good good equipment to train. You know, it's like a luxury uh, retirement it's like a boutique yeah yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. yeah so but my idea is to combine the training and the you know facility together yeah what i've seen lately a lot of is a lot of gyms focus too much on the aesthetic but don't have any equipment so for an example um i've been to halo fitness in south melbourne the bathroom looks like a showroom it's amazing but the equipment, it's like yeah. there's like one bench press because it's very small. Like it's a, again, it's a boutique gym, but it's like <coughs> I can't even train here. It's like I've got one bench yeah. press, one leg extension. It's like yeah. how am I going to do this properly? I agree. I, I've been I've been to that gym. A yeah. friend of mine owns that. Yeah. But the thing is, um, friend means I know him. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know. But the thing is, um, Good. the gym itself it's very small. Correct. You know, like uh, it's a boutique but small. Yeah. But even now, like a lot of gyms are just putting like. Even my, my gym's done a little bit. Like they just put like like nice lights and stuff, but it's like yeah, it doesn't the, change in the bush. Yep. Sorry, sorry. Continue. It doesn't change the actual facility itself. Like making it look pretty. Yes, it's, it you know helps the environment a little bit. But yeah. again, it's like if equipment's not there to help drive that elite level training, yeah. then you're yeah. missing that point. Or your mm. niche is not going to be there. Again, it really depends on what you're trying to do with the business. Yeah. If you're just doing it for money and you want to scale, then yeah, do a hundred snap fitnesses. Yeah. But again, if you're really trying to facilitate elite level training for everyone, then yeah. you need to drive yourself in that direction. I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything you want to add, Michael? Because I, I lost my train of thought again. I keep thinking of all these ideas I want to ask you, <laughs> and then I go blank. No, I think just, I guess, on the whole, I guess, work ethic behind starting a gym. Like, yeah. what, what's what's that like? Is yeah, it as easy as buying equipment, sitting in a facility, and initial capital? Capital. Like, what? Borrowing capacity, things like that. Look, um, like initially, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take you through my journey, which is initially I did everything. I was a cleaner. I was the reception. I was everything. I feel like it has to start like the, any startup, which yeah. is what we were. Event, like you start as everybody starts as like you have to t- play all roles until you have enough capital to exactly. pay everything out. And exactly. then like from from a from a standpoint Please. of someone who trains in your gym, like you don't think of that. You don't sit there and think Good. the owner of this gym 
used to clean, yeah. started small businesses for me to be doing an exercise right now on this equipment. Yeah. yeah. Okay, people just rock up and go, yep, oh, yep, membership, yeah. nice, amazing gym, and let's train. That's, yeah. that's, and again, it all comes back to gratefulness, I guess, and um, being humble and everything yeah. like that too. And um, so the when I started in Ian Street next to the station with uh, other partner, we used to do, both of us used to do the building work to cleaning and everything. We started with very low budget those days. I think nine, late 90s, we started early 2000, um, which is, uh, I think I, I had 50,000, he had 50,000. You know, we got some equipment together, put together, and he come from a bodybuilding background, I come from a combat background. You know, we did something. <coughs> then I sold the gym to him and I opened the next one. We evolve step by step and come to a point that we are now. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that we've said a lot, but a lot of people need to take from that, and you can, I want you to expand on this for me, is how much you need to reinvest into your business. A lot of people would have got that 50, you got that 50, you run a gym, mad. Now we got membership, start making money. But it's like you took let's say 90% of profits and put it straight back in, bought more equipment, painted the walls, made it look better. And that's how you have, that's how a business actually grows in scale. If you're not reinvesting in, how's it going to grow? Even now, you know, like, look, I'm in a very comfortable, you know, position now, but still we put every cent into the business. You know, it's otherwise you're not going to grow. Correct. You know, we, I always, every night I look into what are the new machines I can bring into Australia. What are the new things that we can, you know, bring into Australia? That's How can I be better? Better. Have to have that yeah. mindset. If you're not, it's like, again, if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. Exactly. It's like, how are you going to, you have to progress. You have to progress. Because yeah. yeah. it takes something small yeah. to make you drop off from being yeah. the leader of the industry. So someone might get new equipment or somebody might put nice lights. Yeah. And then it's like, they're slowly coming up the ladder. So you're going to make sure you're still two steps ahead. 100%. One thing I want to just touch on before we wrap up, alongside business, all three of us in this room, I think, are, you know, we're, we're, we're all religious people. Um, how does religion and like, you know, f- you know, all that stuff intertwine with success as well moving forward? That's a good point. That's a very all good point. All praise to the most high. Um, look, you know, I, I'm a Muslim, so, you know, I have some certain principles that I can't, do, which is I don't take interest. I don't have a bank loan. I never took any bank loan. That's why I wanted to, I guess, yeah. bring it up because I do know people who are on the same boat. Yeah. yeah. And just to add to that, yeah, it's like, again, some people think, oh, this gym's really nice or he's done this and he's done this or he went on a holiday. He would have thought, oh, he would have just got a loan, paid off the car or, you know, bought some equipment. But there you go. No, we didn't have any, you know, like loans. We had some investors and in the past we paid them off. Yep. And um, so that's how, you know, we grew I didn't have any cent taken from banks and I don't even have a credit card. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, well. yeah so, um, you know, like still, like I have some moral values, then I take that. If, you know, like there are gyms, I'm not going to mention the names, it's pickup joint. Mm. So I won't have that in my gym. Mm. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and that's why I guess I wanted to ask too, because you get that vibe from into performance it's yes. a very respectable exactly gym and you feel it when you walk even in even our female members who come there to train do you know what i'm saying so it's not some other gyms just you know skimpy clothes and makeups and you know it's it's not like that mm. so everybody's there to train train mm. you know what i'm saying even the guys who come there it's amazing you know they're very respectful mm. you know so th- that's a good thing you know that's a good thing so we 
trying to redefine fitness industry because fitness industry became a pickup places a lot Correct. of the gyms you know what it i'm has, saying that's what it's turned yeah. into a the, lot of people the culture of the culture changed. of the fitness industry yeah. especially now with social media everything's sexualized everything's just about photos it's like people are moving away from what it's about yeah you either want to lift heavier compete in bodybuilding get healthier lose weight we're moving away from that and everything's just about photos and videos and you know, big glutes and just like all this like stuff away from what our, our goals are. It's like yeah. people come to a gym, they, like I said, they want to lose weight, they want to look good, they want to feel good. It's yeah. not just about getting the pump and going home or trying to just chat to your friends. And even at your gym, you rarely see people sit for 5, 10, 15 minutes talking about nothing. Everyone's there to just do what they need to do. People have, I think, moved away from the feel good of actually <clears throat> training and feeling good about themselves. And it's then turned to them, you know, feeling good about how many likes or views they get on a video in that gym. Yeah. True. So it's swapped. Yeah, it's swapped a lot. Even if you see our aesthetic, we don't even have posters with, you know, half-naked women or big bodybuilders or nothing because we want to keep the classiest mm. and, you know, the greatest architectural model with the best equipment. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So you train hard, but still it doesn't look like a hardcore metal gym. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I never put. You know, I've noticed the the vibe of into, especially as you walk in, is very calming. Yeah. And it's so, I feel like I'm walking into like an Apple store. The soft lights, the music's playing soft, there's nice, you know, cookies and stuff. Everything's just so calming and welcoming. It's not, and like, even like the people reception are nice and stuff. It's not just like, oh yeah, scan your tie, no. scan yep. your tie, walk yep. in. Yeah. We, we want to follow that Apple standard. That's what yeah, Apple Standard and Lululemon Service. Yeah, I love Lululemon Service. I always talk about when you go into Lululemon, the service is amazing. That was my next question. What brands inspire you? Look, Lululemon inspires a lot. They yeah. came from nothing. Small yoga pants to one of the biggest shops company. in Chadston. Every, uh, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're you know, multi-billion dollars company. And I think something we, we've also said a few times and you've shown this is success leads clues. So even if it's not in your industry, for example, Lululemon is still like fitness industry stuff, but you go, cool, what have they done really well that's helped their business grow? This person did this, this person did this, this brand did this. How can I channel that into my own business and my own industry to make my, my service or product elite and better? You didn't just go, oh, I'm just going to do this and whatever happens, happens. You go, cool, Lululemon did this, Apple does this, Microsoft does this. If I take this, this, and this, put it into my product, make sure the lighting's nice, service is good, then you're ticking all the boxes. If you're ticking yeah. all the boxes, Bausch, expansion. Yeah, that's true. I agree. You know, like um, uh, Lululemon, I go by a lot of, you know, like even Boss Store, you know, the service. Hugo Boss? Hugo Boss. Yeah, yeah. You know, the service is amazing. Bausch. You know, so so I always tell my staff, you know, you need to know members by name. Yes. It's Which very they do. You know, it's <laughs> very important. Walk in, hey, Michael, where are you going? Yeah. So it's important. Yeah, 100%. It's the little things. It's the little yeah. things. Little yeah. things. The human interaction. That's what, yeah. we, again, we're humans. We like to and belong. We like to know who people are. It's part yeah. of the process of going yeah. to the gym. It's, it's it bu building that relationship. A lot of people, even on a, on a, like a hormonal level. So there's something called oxytocin, which is your trust hormone. And that's why it's something I learned in sales when, when I was working in retail. And they said, you, you have to know people's name. Because it builds trust. And when yep. someone trusts you, they're more likely to buy off you. Yeah. So obviously, like your service is already sold. But again, building that trust, building that relationship with a person is so important in business. Very it, important. It, it can't be transactional. Yeah. Yep. You need to know things about people, their pet's name, etc. Things like that. Have you been to Lululemon? 
I've been to the store at Chadston. Okay, so if you go into the change room, you'll oh, I haven't tried, but I'm <laughs> the name before you even know, you know, Mr. What's your surname? Dell. Dell. Mr. Dell, your room's there, and you'll have a name tag there. So that's amazing. Yeah, you know really? how personalized. Yeah. You know, so little things like that that yeah. we that we don't even you know we don't even get to even think about, or even like you know small gestures like you know. It might be something like, oh, I don't know, as an example, like on your birthday month or your, or birthday week, you get one week of free membership or something like that. It's a very small, small amount, yeah, small cost. Right. It doesn't put you yeah. out of pocket, yeah. but people appreciate it. They see that they're valued as a customer. Yeah. Yeah. I think one, uh, one more thing before we wrap up is what, I guess, for the audience, what do you contribute your success to? What are some tips that you have for people who are want to sort of start in their own business and what to look out for and so what not to do and what to do. Yeah. Look, what uh, the, the, the in the in the any what? industry there's a big vacuum, you know, in like you introduce new things. Like that's what we did in the fitness industry. Mm. You know, I'm the first one to have a 100 meters running track in the running track, a grass area. So you need to find like I tell a lot of youth there's cigar stores, hundreds of them. Open up a cigar store next to it, but open with a cinnamon flavor. So it's something different. You know, point of difference is very important. Yes. Very important. But you can compete with every other. So, you know, there's Crunch Fitness around the corner. They charge six to, six to $8, <laughs> you know. But it didn't affect us because the thing is point of difference big. You know what I'm saying? So any, you know, if you go into a restaurant street, hundreds of restaurants there, but people, all, are, all restaurants are busy because everybody have their different niche. Mm. So that's what we need to ha- look into, you know, like we need to introduce like our niche. So that's important. And what would you tell people not to do, whether it be about investing, whether it be about money, things to avoid, mistakes that you've made that you, you wish, I wish somebody told me not to do this in business. Burning cash flows easily, you know, like you have to be very careful there. To Don't just spend money. it because yeah. money comes in, you want to spend it. Exactly. You know, like look, a lot of the, some gym owners, if you need, Yes, they are so wealthy, they'll f- drive a Ferrari and all these things, but I don't. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, like even though I can, but I don't. Yep. Why? Because I put, put into and I see the next project, yep. what I can do next. And then, but again, I, saw, I, have a, I understand that mindset. And then what you can think about is instead of buying a Ferrari, let's just say, maybe if I keep reinvesting in a couple of years, I can buy a Bugatti, let's just say. <laughs> true. So it's like Very you true. see the bigger picture bigger as well. Bigger picture. <coughs> yeah. That's it. You know, when you crawl, don't run. Correct. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, that, that's that's the main, you know, like, uh, you know, learning curve in fit, uh, any business industry, you know, like don't burn cash flow and don't Green show dress. off. Don't show off, you know. Like s- some gym, no- gym owners, I'm not bragging anybody. I, you know, I, love, I wish them all the best. But they, they, they want to show off. You know, it's it's you know, it's not right. That's how I see. It's about ethics and moral at the end exactly. of the day. How you treat people, yeah. how 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 you're viewed, how you're respected, yeah. how you respect people. Exactly. Well, I think that's a great note to wrap up on. Hisham, 100%. thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. It thank you. Amazing value. It's great to hear your story and I guess the man behind the brand. What an enterprise. 
an absolute enterprise. I'm I I'm so excited for the future yeah. of what you're doing. Keen, keen to see this barbershop finished. Yeah. <laughs> we're waiting we waiting for the permits. Uh, council permits. That's yeah, that's bloody council. council. Fucking council. Especially then non council, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Can't yeah. win. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Hisham, thank you again. Thanks thank you very brother. much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We'll see thank you guys you. on the next episode and take care for now. Thank see you, you later. Thank bye bye. Bye bye.